the family breakdown structure too, right? Because mm-hmm. now you can't tell your kids, hey, in your house, and you can't tell them what to do. You can't raise your kids. Once upon a time in PHC, a married couple gave birth to the cute ass kid. That's the preach the hand of God was upon him. But the road ahead of him wasn't easy Until he found Christ whose yoke is easy Now everything is easy peasy wheezy for cheesy Really easy picking cheese mixed with joyful living When you give your life to Christ life is sweet and creamy Yum yum tastes like heaven on a bed of roses Come come and see some say that's not the way it is But uh uh you don't know the power Jesus gives You carry a cross after the cross with power he gives The power that exceeds the wildest dreams and fantasies of Samson Yep yep the power of the spirit Problem is you don't know the power given to thee or how to use it so i'm here to teach thee you know there was an image of bill cosby mm-hmm. that was more powerful than the man right family structure and everything else and the, he would have made influence in education billions yes off of those reruns being licensed to different networks. different networks because yep. everybody watched bill but cosby, he, the cosby he, show even yep. outside of that like he that show not only made family cool, not only made raising kids cool, the spinoff alone made you want to go to college. A different right, world right. had yeah, mad people absolutely. wanting to go to yeah. college. They had and the, not just a regular college, but an H- H- HBCU. You wanted to, you wanted to, after watching that show, you wanted to do that. You wanted to have a fly black wife and yeah. raise fly kids and still keep it spicy right. and be funny and like all of that. Yeah, a lot of us didn't have. And your kids ain't roll your house, right? Yeah, like not the whole crazy. thing of your kids telling you what to do, right? That you, that's the the family <laughs> breakdown structure too, right? Because mm-hmm. now you can't tell your kids, hey, in your house, and you can't tell them what to do. You can't raise your kids. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about the kids going out there and having problems, it's because they instituted these laws that don't allow you to raise your kids. And I'm not saying go out there and beat your kids to death. I was wondering where this was going. You know, a lot of powerful things have been said, including this one. You know, that's true. For them to make laws where you can't discipline your kids, it is intentional because the outcome is obvious. Spare the rod and spoil the child. In America, when it has become illegal to beat your kids, to discipline your kids in any shape or form, it's just go to your room. What if your kid doesn't go to his room you know what if your kids say i'm not going to my room what are you going to do and as a matter of fact what is in their room it's all the stuff that they like so how is that a punishment it's their room you know they'll just go in there and play a video game okay if you take away the video game you know they have their smartphone if you take away their smartphone it's still their room you know they're at home there you know it is not a punishment you know but mm, it's so unfortunate that people don't see how a lot of these laws that come in the name of trying to help people, oh, we are we are going to stop um, family abuse, or we are going to stop um, child abuse, sorry, you know, um, parents um, abusing their kids, you know, uh, and then they take away the ability for the parent to be a parent and to discipline the kid in the first place. It's... It's unfortunate, you know. That is one law that must be changed if America is to change course. But the problem with why they are not going to let that law be changed is because we are living in a time where they want to put the power of the parents in the hand of the school, in the hand of the police. So the police can discipline your kids. You can't. The school can discipline your kids. You can't. 
But you see, if the parent could discipline the kid right from time in America, in the Western world, in, a, in Canada, in UK, if the parent could discipline the kid, the police would never have the opportunity to discipline the kid. But another thing is that the kid, how the kid will be raised, will be controlled by the parents. So the ideologies of the parents is what is going to be passed down to the kid. But that is not what the path that be wants. They want to use the schools, they want to use the therapists, which is just basically government propaganda. A lot of people, it's, it's shameful when I see even Christians who are proud of going to therapy and who have a ties going to therapy. A lot of the things that Christians believe come from the world. They are not ashamed. They don't see that they are called out of the world, that they should think differently, that they should see. If anybody should see schemes of the devil coming, it should be the Christian, but they don't. They just play along. They go to therapists. What does a therapist do? A therapist gives you the passes down the government's ideologue to you. They are the indoctrinators that you pay for. If you go to a therapist in America and say you're a boy who feels like you're a girl, it is illegal for the therapist to say otherwise. The therapist has to affirm and go along with it because that is what the government says that the therapist should do. Otherwise, they will, their license will be taken away. Look at Jordan Peterson. Because of his ideas not going with the mainstream, they want to take away his license as a psychologist. This is a professor, a university professor that has been a university professor for years and years. But they don't want to take away his license because he's not going along with the rhetoric. You know, he's not going along with the a man can be a woman nonsense. So why would a Christian go to a therapist? And there are silly people who say, oh, they're Christian therapists. First of all, you cannot be a Christian therapist because it's a conflict of interest. If you're a Christian therapist, the advice you give, where does it come from? Is it from the Bible or from the government? It has to come from the government because your license comes from the government. Your advice has to come from therapists and psychological textbooks, which is against the word of God. The, 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 the teachings and the information there is against the word of God. If you're a Christian therapist, so-called, and a guy comes to you and says, um, uh, I feel like a woman in the body of a guy, what are you going to do? You have to do what the government wants you to do, otherwise you lose your license. How does that line up with the word of God? And as a matter of fact, if you're a so-called Christian therapist, you will direct that person to their pastor. Go to your pastor for this counseling. We already have an inbuilt system to teach and school people, and that's with a pastor. But the devil has pushed all kinds of mistrust against pastors. And oh, pastors, you know, there's this pedophile here, there's this, oh, there's this person exploiting. They forget that there are more sexual abuse cases of teachers abusing students. Not to even mention what is going on with TikTok and all the instances of all the people who are making all kinds of, oh, we are going to make your kids give videos and all the people that are indoctrinating kids, you know, teaching kids about sex and fighting for kids to be taught about um, gay sex and all kinds of things and putting all kinds of LGBT flags in kindergartens and preschools. I'm not even um, um, going that far, you know, but you have to look at the, 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 the reality of all the cases of all how many female teachers have been caught sleeping with students that have been arrested and how many um, male teachers have are still sleeping with female students and that is how a lot of females pass and you know we are talking about the ones that have been caught what about the ones that are slick enough not to be caught because if nobody wants to snitch nobody will ever be caught that's a fact so there's more there but nobody criticizes that but 
the pink of all kinds of scandals against the church. Every scandal against the church that the world brings is not because the world cares about Christians or the world is trying to protect the church from pastors who are trying to exploit them, you know, pastors who are trying to exploit them, quote unquote. No, it is because the ones who attack the image of the church and of the pastors so that they can decrease, you know, public trusts in the church or in Christianity. You know, and drive people away from the church, and that is working. Especially, a lot of Christians fall for it. And anytime you see a lot of Christians speak, they are about to start dissing the church. Anytime C.K. Franklin speak, he's about to start dissing the church. Anytime you see Lacrae speak, he's about to start dissing the church. You know, a lot of Christian leaders. Anytime they talk, a lot of sermons are all about dissing other churches. But when you do that. In the totality, when the one is receiving, the one is receiving it as oh, that is what churches are like. They are not differentiating your church from the other church. It doesn't matter if you are quote unquote speckless and you are dissing everybody and nobody has found faults in you to this. You know, you are as you are dissing the body of Christ, the church in general. That is what people are seeing it as. Let's say, for example, there are different brands of noodles. Let's say there's noodle A, noodle B, noodle C, noodle D. And let's say all these noodle companies are dissing all the other noodle companies. Oh, noodle D is this, noodle D is that. All oh, this noodle is this, this. All of them are dissing each other. Um, and I'm putting proof, quote unquote, about why this other noodle company has a problem and you shouldn't use the product. And all of them are doing it. Even if there's a noodle somewhere like noodle Z that nobody has talked about, who is going to look at it? Everybody just going to be like, man, let me just avoid noodles altogether. Let me just avoid all these different noodle companies and their brands. All of them have issues. Let me eat something else. So that is what is happening with the church. And the devil knows what he's doing. He's saturating the information space and the airways with bad news about the church. So even if a lot of the bad news are lies, you know, whether some are true or not, the point is that as that is what the public perception is. It's oh, it's terrible. That is what... Um, prevails and that is what will make a lot of people like nah I'm, I'm, I don't want to do, have anything to do with this Christian stuff and that's one of the reasons and the fact that people still have a hunger is why people still say things like I don't, I'm not down with religion but I'm, I'm a spiritual person they still want that connection with God that's why they are still saying um, I'm a spiritual person or I'm interested in spirituality and, and they are looking elsewhere to meet it apart from the church apart from God because the church has fallen into the trap Christians are falling into the trap of this and other churches, but it makes the whole, and it makes the whole thing look terrible from from the outside view. So people don't want to go near it or have anything to do with it. But you know, I was disciplined, mm. right? Mm. My brother was disciplined. Now, and we, you know, nobody's saints, but there was a structure that we respected. And so we would do something, but there, there's certain people on the block, there's women when they came around or older people, like you just, you froze, you you behave different. You didn't right. curse in front of them? I didn't curse, and I curse. Unfortunately, that's a, like a second language to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I would never curse in front of my mother, right? Until I did. I was, you know, somebody tried to rob my house and that was the first time that, I cursed. That's, that's different circumstances. <laughs> but it's not it, just a regular conversation. But it's, it, it was a sense of respect that we had. Mm-hmm. The young people of today have, have been allowed to lose that respect. And parents of today have been allowed to, by the system that exists, to give away all their power in raising their kids. 
Mm. Right. And so we find ourselves in a, um, um, you know, a whirlwind. Yeah, I was going to say. Because a lot of the times it's kids raising kids. Females is having kids at early ages and all of that. So, but even in the in the in the sixties and the forties and the fifties, young people had kids, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. the structure was different. There was a structure, mm-hmm. right? And so, so the village, the village took care of the kid. The family raised the kid, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, at that point, you wouldn't even know that the young person had the kid because the mother. Or the grandmother right. raise the kid. Yeah. How, how was that structure destroyed? The crack epidemic was the biggest in my generation. Wow. Right? And so right. when the crack epidemic came, grandmothers were on crack. Right? And so mothers were on crack. And the kids were taken away and put in BCW. And the fathers were taken away to jail or killed. Mm-hmm. And so that family structure no longer existed. And then a woman has to depend on the government. And well, the government said, if there's a man in your house, I can't give you this dope. money. Right. And right. that was before the crack epidemic, though. Mm-hmm. That was a Claudine era, right? We all watched that TV show, so that's what we yeah. are repeating. Right. But um, but physically, um, those kids were taken out the house in the 80s through the crack epidemic. Because right. people were calling ACW, BCW on each other. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, because you were sleeping with they male or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the punishment was because of the unconsciousness, you know, people were calling these welfare systems to t- and take the kids and they grew up in these systems, mm-hmm. which is like jail. You're going from house to house, thinking nobody loves you, you're being abused, you're being raped. And so all of the other stuff come into play. And right. that's that that's that mentality we talked about earlier. Mine's is good, so I don't really care what happens to yours. So I'll call BCW on yours. My family's cool though. So whatever yeah. happens to y'all, unless y'all problem, y'all gotta deal with that. But my kids is good, my wife is good, as opposed to That happens to you, it happens to me as well. Right. You right. know, it, all it takes is one accident, I'm out of work, mm-hmm. things go left, we ain't got enough savings. <clears throat> the kids right. look a little uh uh-uh. uh, somebody calls now here they come up in the house talking about well, your kids don't look up to par. They got to get out of this house. Now you don't lost your kids. Still can't find another. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that line, that thread is super thin that we're holding on by. And again, yeah. because we don't take care of each other, mm-hmm. tell the babies to come over here. We're gonna do X, Y, Z, A, right. B, and C. Right. I mean, you can see the difference back in the days. That's the concept of the village raising the kid disappearing. Uh, you lived in an apartment building. Your aunt is upstairs. Grandmother's on the floor. People stayed close. Mm-hmm. What's that song? That that you created that whole <coughs> synopsis in the record. <coughs> Which that one? Was a song that was called a song called. But we are describing your whole childhood verbatim, like how. Oh, head cornerstone. You know, it's funny that my twelve how we have this kind of intelligent conversations. Yet his own music is, you know, he's talking a lot of trash, you know. He talks a lot of street stuff, you know, a lot of the negative stuff, you know. He pushes that negative image out there, you know. He doesn't push this positive stuff. He doesn't put things that a grown-up can listen to and can pay attention to and still, you know, maintain the title of being a grown-up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just different. 
Is it was no, that was um the Q tip joint. Yes, over the Q tip. Wonder years. Right, wonder years. Right. right, but um, you know, down family stay close. Now everyone's spread out. People barely talk to each other. Right. You don't hear about your cousins until one of them pass away, or they're about to pass away, or, right. or they went to jail, or you, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. yeah. It, no, we're no longer a unit holding not, on. Yeah, we're not. You know what I mean? There's, there's some sort of mental block where you don't feel that connection to your family anymore. Mm-hmm. And it could be through the traumas or the things that you grew up in. You just want to get away from it. You want to escape it. No one's really dealing with this shit no more. Mm-hmm. Until it's a funeral. That's when you see everybody come back together. Even then, they beefing at the funeral. Who's going to pay for it? Like <laughs> Enemies are at the repass. Except for Boosie. <laughs> Boosie created a whole neighborhood. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Where his family is like, and you know, and and I know y'all not gonna agree with me, but Nick, what Nick Cannon is doing is also something that I feel like is gonna bring about change. When you got enough enough kids underneath the same name that that's gonna have the access to the colleges, the education, and all that stuff, eventually, how are you gonna stop all of them? Mm. The canon is a bad example because there are two many different mothers and baby mamas. You know, you have to think about the fact that polygamy doesn't work and the beef between the mothers. They may get along because he's alive. They may seem like they get along, and if they really, really get along, then that's that's a bisexual situation. They, you know, and that's a problem. But the reality is that there's there's going to be envy and there's going to be disdain amongst the women because it's like the man is spending, why is he more spending more time with you when he's with this one, this other one is like, why is he not with me? All those kinds of things. So polygamy has never worked, you know. It only seems to work when the man is strong enough and he's around. If he's taken out of the picture, then you see how they will all split their separate ways. They will never keep in contact. They will never talk to each other, you will see the reality of the fact that they were never one. You know, they were never one family. In 20 years, one of those... And I'm saying this as somebody who, you know, lives in Africa and have seen it in Africa. Kids is going to be in control of something else. One of those kids is going to be in control of something. How are you going to stop it? I just wish we had them all under the same roof. That would be fire. Yeah, but if you had them all in the same But again, place, we got Instagram. Them. It ain't gonna stay together. <laughs> it ain't gonna stay together. Yeah, he can put them so all under options. the same roof and be dad at the same time to all them kids. Like I don't care about how many kids, but if he could raise them all like under the same roof together as brothers and sisters, and they all come up like as but they the probably unit. do. No, I'm, they, I, they get together. I, I can't. I, I'm not. I'm not judging, and I, I don't right. know one way or the other. This ain't a. I'm not right. making an insult. My only just thought. Is if I was in that position, I would really want them all under. Like, let it, let yeah, us all be under the that same. That might be what's going out. on. That would and be we, fine. we just don't know. We that. Do, right, we don't know, so right. we have no idea if that's true or not. I'm not saying right. it, it is. Say this prayer or the belief you've not given your heart to Jesus Christ, dear God. I believe in my heart to Jesus Christ. The Son of God came, died, and was raised from the dead to save me. I confess Him, Lord, over my life and ask you to give me your Holy Spirit to live within me. I receive your Spirit by faith and thank you for I am now born again. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you just pray that prayer, congratulations. You're now a Christian. Go to alfred.vip and get resources that will help you with your work with God.